Hi, uh, this is Dr. Baker, Jay Baker, and with the Tell It Like It Is program, uh, let's see, it's not the kingdom way, it's uh, telling it like it really is. And tonight, we're going to talk about um, how dark I am on the screen. Uh, well, we're going to talk about the holidays, we're going to talk about uh, some of the things that's going on. And uh, naturally, we're talking about the kingdom of God, so let's pray first. Um, I don't know what your day's been like, but mine's been very, very interesting. So, Father, we come to you right now in the name of Jesus, thanking you and praising you for having the opportunity to do what it is that we do. Thank you for uh, Pastor Lonzine being here to help me. And uh, I just give you glory, honor, and praise in Jesus' name. Um, I'm saying a lot of ahs because I'm, I've rushed myself and I don't like doing that. One of the things of it is, is we're coming closer to Thanksgiving. Actually, it's next week. And um, during the season, we have a lot of things that happen. You know, family members get together. They haven't seen each other in a long time. And uh, many different things happen like that. And sometimes we... Even though we're kingdom people, we forget where we come from. We forget who we are. We forget uh, to love as never has been before. You know, a lot of things have happened in our congregation and, uh, you know, just all around. This has been a year where there's been many deaths and, and sicknesses and things that have happened to people. And so uh, I really believe that it's going to be a whole lot different because the people that used to be there on those holidays are not going to be there this time. Many of them, uh, even if they are, they're going to be reminiscing and some of, those remin uh, some of the things that they're going to be talking about are not going to be fun things. You know, they're going to be depressed. They're going to be, you know, overwhelmed and all of that. But I have to remind you of something. I have to remind you of the Word of God. And I go back to Matthew 6, and it says, number one, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his way of doing and being, and everything that you have need of will be added to you. The word of God also lets us know that uh, there's no situation that's happening to us but what is common to man. But God in his faithfulness has already found a way of escape for us. And that way of escape is the kingdom life, the kingdom of God life. No matter what's going on, no matter how things seem, no matter how uh, rough things are, we still have to remember that God is still God. He's still on the throne. Um, we're still seated if you're a believer. You're still seated in him in heavenly places, and you're still here for a purpose. You know, uh, there's no one that comes into the earth unless God says they need to come into the earth. And there's no one that leaves without his, uh, his, his, his permission. Not that he kills people, not that he chooses the time for them to go, but many of the, the things of it is, is that he will allow people to do what they, what they want to do and what they need to do. And so, um, as we go through this, we have to go through it with the mind of Christ. The Word of God says, um, let this mind be in you that was also uh, in Christ Jesus, who thought it not robbery to equate himself with God, but took on a lower status. And so, what happens here is this. What happens is that he counted not himself 
um, you know, to be equal with God. He, he wasn't ashamed to, to, to realize that. And we have to realize who it is that we are. When we're in Christ and Christ is in us, we walk like him in the earth. I think what has happened with most people, with most of us, has been that we've been ashamed when people say, who do you think you are? Are you trying to act like God? Well, of course I'm trying to act like Jesus. Of course I'm trying to walk in that because he is the pattern son. He is the one that we are to model after. You know, in the book of Ephesians, it talks about that uh, we, are to, we are to raise people up until they all come into the image, into the, the image of who he is. We are to imitate him. We, we really desire to look like him, to act like him, to be like him in the earth, to do the same things that he did. And he says that he would give us the opportunity to do even greater things than he did in the earth. So there is no shame. There is no... Um, there's no shame uh, in, in people saying that you're acting like him or you're trying to act like him. I'm, I'm looking through this word and I'm going to read something to you. Um, in the book of John, I think it is. Hold on. Okay. Um, is this? I'm looking. Hold on. Hold on. Don't go anywhere. I'm just looking here. I go through this. Maybe it's not John. Is it John? Oh God. Okay. Let me let me go. To, let me go to the. This is a new Bible, and I'm not really used to it, so I have to go to the the concordance. Okay. All right. And let me go back to uh, to John one. Okay. To go back to the very beginning is to find the Word already present there, face to face with God. The Word is. I am God's eloquent echoes and concludes in him the word equals God when you think about the word of God you think about this is God in the beginning was the word and the word was God and the word was with God and the word became man became flesh and walked amongst us well he was the pattern he is the pattern and in this we are to walk like him in the earth why did he become human? I mean, why did he become flesh? He became flesh so that he could fulfill all of the law and that we would see how it is that we are to walk. It says this, in the beginning uh, means to be first in order of time, place, or rank. The word logos was with God. Here and again in, in verse 2, um, John, John uses the Greek word pros, uh, which means face to face. He says, I made you in my image and after my likeness. We are face to face with God. In other words, when I look at my face, I should see him. Think about that. When I look at my face, I should see him. I should see the way he acts. I should see the way he thinks. I should see and I should be imitating him. I should not be thinking about Baker. I should not be thinking about who it is I am, this lowly little person that can't do anything, the one that doesn't have this right, the one that her teeth are not right, her face is not right, she's too shiny in the face, or whatever it is. That's not what my thoughts are to be about. My thoughts are to be about the fact that when I look at me, I'm looking at him. It's a face-to-face -face encounter. Three times in the sentence, John uses the active 
in, um, indicative imperfect form of a verb emi e i m e m i. It's in the beginning was the word, which conveys no idea of origin for God or for the logos, but simply a continuous existence. In other words, God always has been. There is no beginning. There is no end. He is the elephant. He is the top. How is that? He made it. He made it the first. He made within time. He made these things this way. God always has been. And we have been in him. And then now we are seen in the earth. You, this is not our beginning. Our beginning was in him before time began. We were in his mind. We were in his heart. We were in his thoughts. Don't you realize that he real, that he knows what it is that we're encountering this Thanksgiving, what it is that we're encountering this Christmas, what it is that we're encountering. And so he's saying, if you spend time with me, if you spend time praying, if you spend time fasting, if you spend time before me, and, and, and it doesn't take a long time. You don't have to go up for a month fasting. You don't have to go for a month doing all this, this deep, deep stuff necessarily. But what we do have to do, what we do need to do, what we should do, what we could do, what if you want to do it is the, is the bottom line is to spend some time before him. Uh, I was in a, a Zoom call this morning, and one of the things that uh, the man of God said, they were praying, we were praying for one of the ladies that was there, and one of the things that was said to her was, spend some time just sitting before God, not praying, not asking for anything, until your mind is totally cleared out, and allow him to speak. Allow him to do what needs to be done. So many times we go before God and we got everything already taken care of. We got all of these thoughts. God, I need this. God, I need this. I need this. Give me, let me, let me have all of those different types of things. And he's saying, will you just come and sit? Will you just come and, and, and spend time? Will you realize where you are? Will you realize that you're in the seated place? Will you let my will be done so that my kingdom can manifest in the earth? Will you allow that to be? Would, let, would you allow me to work in you and give you what it is that you need so that I can manifest those things in the earth that are needed in order for you to fulfill the purpose that I have for you? He has designed all of these things for us. He has made all of, he has done all of this designing. He says, these are the things that I want to accomplish in you, but you won't give me a chance. Even though I'm talking and I'm, t I'm telling you these things, you can't hear me. Why is that? Because your voice and your desires and your wants and all of the, all of the, the jargon is going on in you. This week has been an interesting weekend. As all of you know that I'm a doctor in psychology and I also oversee ministries. And <clears throat> I talked to someone, oh, a few weeks ago. And some people left our congregation. One of them left because one of the people were so mean to her. And, uh, uh, you know, uh, she said she was demeaning and she was this and she was going through all of the different things that had happened. I knew nothing about it. And I know the pastor knew nothing about it either. But one of the things that it let me know is that I will make sure that people realize by constantly letting them know if there is a problem 
you need to deal with it. It has to be dealt with. Let no one run you from your place. Hear me. Because the adversary will send brothers and sisters and people uh, uh, in the kingdom, I mean people in God, to deliberately, on purpose, be mean to you. Because that's who they are. They don't know that they're loved. And when a person does not know that they're loved by God, they, are, they can be vicious. They can be mean. They can be cruel. They can be all of those things. Why is it? Because they only see themselves in that physical state. They don't see themselves as God sees them. They won't receive from him. They won't receive his love. Some people are so into, it is really interesting. I have, uh, since I've been doing what it is that I do, I have run into so many people that love victimization. They love being a victim. They, they enjoy letting you know how, how others don't care for them, how, uh, how mean this is and what's going on in the family and how they've been, um, they've been brutalized since they were a child and nothing else has happened. None of those thoughts, none of those feelings have ever gone away. And that's because they've never found their place in God. I mean, I've gone through a lot of things in my life, but one of the things I know is this, whatever it is I've gone through, the operative thing is I've gone through it. I didn't sit in it. And here is the difference. Many people love to sit in their, in their stuff. <laughs> they like to sit in their mess. It's like someone wets the bed or, or, or whatever it is. And instead of change, getting up and changing that sheet, you will lay in it as long as it's warm. And uh, then you move or you sweat, you keep sweating, you sweat. And then you, you, you get up and then you go back and that bed is wet and it's cold, but it's okay for you. Why? Because I'm used to it. And this is what I deserve. Many people don't realize that they feel that they deserve the worst. They don't deserve the best. But you talk to them and they will voice it. They will voice it as if they deserve that they know that, that, that this is so. And they, they, they mimic the truth. They mimic the words of God. But there's no power in it. Why is that? Because they still don't realize who they are. They do not realize the love of God. Um, I'm still in, in John 1. I am uh, um, the beginning mirrors the word face to face with God. Nothing that is witnessed in the word dis distracts from who God is. If you have, Jesus said this in John 14, 9, if you have seen me, you have seen the Father. And that should be our testimony. If you see me, you have seen Jesus. If you see me because I'm seated in heavenly places, because I'm seated in him, if you see me, then you see how he acts in the earth. If you see me, then you understand how he thinks. People say, I don't understand how Jesus thinks. Well, that's because you haven't read his word. Or if you've read his word, you don't believe his word. He says, he also says this, the Logos is the source. Everything um, commends in him. Everything commends in him. He remains the exclusive parent, uh, reference to their existence. In other words, he is, he is the beginning. He is your source. The word of God, the way he thinks, the, uh, the word says to let this mind be in you that was also in Christ Jesus. 
uh, uh, let this mind be in you. Start to think the way he thinks. Well, I don't know how he thinks. I'm reading it to you now so that you can understand how he thinks. Okay. There is nothing original except the word of God. The, logo, the logic of God defines the only possible place where man, uh, 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 mankind can trace their genesis. This is the only place that you can trace where you came from. Uh, there is nothing else. Evolution doesn't do it. Buddha doesn't do it. None of those other things do it. No other place can you trace where you are. You began in him. He is the genesis of you. He is the beginning of you. He is the uh, 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 sheet of you. All things were made by him and without him was not anything made that was made. And that's in Colossians 1.16. His life is the light that defines our life. Now listen to that. His life is the light that defines our light. Okay, our lives. We have no life if we don't realize that we have his light in us. His light should be the one shining. His light should be the one that's that's bright on people. His light the light of who he is should shine so bright that people are able to see him. And when people are able to see him, things happen with them that changes their existence, that changes their life. His light is to change his life. And this, during this holiday season, as we go through Thanksgiving, as we go through Christmas, as we go through all the uh, Hanukkah, as we go through New Year's, as we go through uh, that other one, the Kwanzaa, and all of these different things, whatever it is, whatever holiday you have, his light, the light of Jesus Christ should be shining in you. In his life, mankind, we discover the light of life. There is no life without him. If there was a life without him, then people would be, uh, we would have a different, a different existence. What's going on right now in our society, in our nations, not just the United States of America, but in all the nations, is man is trying to take care of mankind. Man is trying to find the answers. Man says, I can protect you with this. I can protect you in this way. If you take this or if you don't take this, if you do this, if you do that, they have all of, uh, all of their remedies, but none of, none of their remedies are for sure. There's only one remedy that's for sure, and that's the light of God. Remember, light is the wisdom, knowledge, understanding, and the insight. Darkness is ignorance. The darkness was pierced and could not comprehend or dismiss. It could not diminish. It could not dismiss. It could not put out the light. Darkness remains, represents mankind's ignorance of his redeemed identity and innocence. God wants us to re recognize something. He has redeemed us. He is our kinsman redeemer. He put his he put his cloak over us. He saved us. He brought us into a place. Why? So that his light could shine in us. His light could shine through us. His light could do what his light needed to do. And that's why that's why it is so important that we recognize who we are in him. 
in Isaiah 9, uh, 2 through 4, Isaiah 60, 1 through 3, Ephesians 4, 18, Colossians 1, 13 through 15. All of these scriptures are talking about this. He pierced the darkness and, and, and the, the darkness could not take out the light. Then there was a man called John, Yachanan. It was Jesus's cousin who was commissioned by God. See, all of these things were prophesied. Jesus did not come uh, as, a, as a secret Santa. He didn't come as a secret Jesus. He didn't come as a secret anything. It had been heralded for years, uh, years, thousands of years. It had been heralded that he was going to come and that he was going to come. And when he came, he was going to make a way for you. He was going to make a way for me. He was going to make a way that even though we didn't see him physically on the cross, which I'm really glad that I didn't, uh, that we would be able to have the faith, have the faith. He gave us the faith. He's the author and the finisher of our faith. He gave us the faith in order for us to be able to believe and to know that he is real, to know that you are not by yourself. It is because he, he himself is spirit. He put his spirit on the inside of us. He gave us some, he gave us a part of himself that says, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. I will be in you and with you. My God, you are never alone. Never, ever, ever alone. And he says, I am so close. I'm so close to you. All you have to do is call upon me and I will answer you. And I'll show you your ways out of these situations that you couldn't even figure it out. Because the plans that I have for you, their plans to get you out of your mess, not to leave you in it. All of this mess that you go through, all of these things, and even in Jeremiah, in the book of thir uh, 33, whatever it is, Jeremiah uh, uh, 29, uh, uh, tw the, whole the whole chapter of 29. If you start to read 29 before you get to 11, you will see all the mess that the people were in, all of these things that they were in. And here it is. He's saying, look, don't sweat that small stuff. I know the plans. I know what it is. I know where you are. And I have a plan that nobody can stop. I have a plan that cannot be foiled. I have a plan that there is not, there is nothing, there is nothing that can stop it. I have a plan that you can get into and go out of this situation. You can get in it on your own, but baby, I'm with you and I'll help take, bring you out of it. You don't have to get out of it on your own. Just call Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. You said you had a plan for me and I trust it. I trust it. I trust it. So I will not open my mouth and I will not put my foot in it. I will not speak negative. I will not speak what I feel. Who cares what I feel? I have to get to the place that I don't care what I feel. All I have to do is to look at Jesus. And when I look at this word, I'm looking at him. I am looking at him. I'm looking at the flesh. And as I put that word in my life, as I put that word in my mouth, I become that flesh. And I'm seated in him, in Messiah. But I'm walking as Jesus in the earth. That's what he did. And that's what I can do. In verse 7, it says his mission was to draw. Here was John the, uh, the, the Immerser. Jesus's cousin, his mission was to draw attention to the light. See, this is the difference between he and I. I mean, he, uh, John the Baptist, John the Immerser, and who we are today. We want to draw attention to ourselves. 
Oh, you just don't know what I've gone through. You just don't know how bad people treat me. You just don't know. You just don't know. And nobody wants to know. Nobody wants to know. They want you to say, help me to get out of this. Pray with me. Agree with me. Believe with me. Give me a word. Show me this in the word of God. Help me to get out of it. Nobody wants to get in that mess and stay in that mess with you. Nobody wants to get in that quicksand because that's what it is. The adversary wants you in the quicksand so that you can just go to the bottom. That you can die whether you're still walking in the earth or not. He wants you dead. He wants you dead to the word of God. He wants it to be so that you, when you read the word, you don't believe it. You don't believe God. You don't believe a situation, but you have to complain and you have to have, have to be sad and you got to have, you got to be mean to other people and vicious and, and, and because you don't like yourself. I was talking to someone I was teaching uh, yesterday, I think it was. And one of the things that I was teaching on was this. It's important that you love yourself but it's just as important that you like yourself. See, I like me. I, I love me and I like me. Why is that? Because Jesus loves me and he likes me. God loves me and he likes me. Now, why would I disagree with him? He says I'm his righteous one. So since he says I'm his righteous one, I say I'm his righteous one. If he says that I'm lovable because he lives on the inside of me, now he would be a fool. He would be, he, he would be stupid to say, you know what? I don't love you and I don't like you. But yet I'm going to live on the inside of you. What kind of madness is that? Well, I just don't know if God loves me. I just don't feel his love. How would you know? Number one is this, love is not what we have in this earth. Love is not de defined by earthly words. Love is not defined that way. Love has severity. Love has so God's love. God's love casts out all fear. The perfect love casts out all fear. The love that you have, that, that, that this man has for you, or this woman has for you, or your children, or your parent or whatever it is that can change at any time, their light can change at any time, that's not God. He says, the love that I have for you, it is stable. I'll never leave you. My, how is it that he loves us so deeply? Number one, he sent his son. His son came and, 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 and paid the price for us for past, present, and future. He made us. How does he love us so? He made us in his image and after his likeness. So in order for him not to like himself or not to like me, he got to dislike himself. Because when he looks at me, he's looking at himself. We're face to face. Do you understand that? So how is it that he's going to be able to say, you know what? I don't like you, Baker. I just really don't like you. Even though I made you in my image and after my likeness, and when I look at you, I'm looking at myself. So I guess I don't like myself today. That is not the God that I serve. He says, I put myself on the inside of you. So when I look at you, I mean, it's face to face. It's mirror to mirror. There was a time where we couldn't do this. It wouldn't be face to face. But now it is because of what Jesus Christ did. And he knew that you were worth it. He says, his uh, uh, John's, uh, his mission was to draw attention to the light of their lives so that they were, they witnessed in him, the, uh, 
what they witnessed in him would cause them to believe in their original life redeemed again. It would cause them to remember, to remember what happened in Adam, to remember how, what God's original plan for them were, what God's original purpose was, and so that they would be able to see their life and to realize that their life was going to be redeemed, that their life was here, that he was here to redeem them, to buy them out of the muck, to buy them out of the moral, to buy them out of, of, of that, of that uh, uh, sinking sand. And his ministry was not to distract from the light as if he himself was the light, but rather to point out the light source. He was to do this. This is what John the Baptist did. This is what he said. I must decrease as he increases. I must, I must, I must go back. I must back up. And even when they were baptizing, uh, his disciples came to him and says, you know, that other guy that you've been talking about, they're baptizing a whole lot more than we are. And he says, you know what? I told you I'm not him. I told you that I was here to shine the light to him. But how many of us wants to take all the praise? If somebody doesn't give us praise, then we get upset. If somebody doesn't give us, uh, 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 recognize us or accolades and all of these things, we get upset. Why is that? When the light is supposed to be shined to him, it is not about us because we'll have our reward. He says, don't, don't be concerned about that because what you do, well, I did this and I did this and I did all of these things and I did this and I did this and I did this and I, I, I did, I did, I did. Well, who did you do it for? Why did you even do it? Why did you even do it? You know, this is, this is what he's saying. He says, what I'm doing, I was meant to do. The things that I do, I could care less if anybody recognizes them or not. Why is that? Because I'm not doing them for them. I'm doing it because this is what I'm supposed to do. This is the right thing to do. This is my call. This is my purpose. This is this is it. If I walk down the street and I see all this paper on the ground and I see a garbage, I'm going to pick it up and I'm going to put it in there. Why? Because I don't want to live in the mess. I don't want this kind of a thing. It's not, and I don't need somebody coming by saying, Oh, we're going to give you a badge because you picked up some paper. Are you out of your mind? This is just the right thing to do. It's because I love me. I don't want to walk in that. I don't want to do any of that. These are the things of God. His, uh, 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 even in his house, you know, we moved from our building into, uh, we're having services right now in, in uh, the parsonage where I live. And one of the things that uh, God and I made a decision that there would not be any disruptions here. If anybody wanted to argue, if anybody had a deep thing that they wanted to deal with, they got to go out of here. When you walk into this place, you walk into a place of peace. Why is that? Because the Prince of Peace lives here. And if I let the demonic force deal with stuff on a natural level. See, this is a supernatural place. I want to see in this place signs, wonders, miracles. I want to see when people walk through the door. I want to see them healed. I want to see them set free. I want to see them delivered. But it can't do that unless that perfect love is living here. Now think about that because perfect love does what? It casts out all fear. Why? Fear has torment. The sickness, disease, lack, poverty, all of these things, it has torment. I want it to be when people walk in here, and this is the atmosphere. I want it to be an atmosphere where God is welcome, where he is at home, where he, <clears throat> where, where he knows that this is a place that he can work, where this is a place where he knows that 
the things that that used to happen or that happened in other places or whatever it is it doesn't happen here why because he lives here he occupies here and these are the things that i desire uh, verse 9 it says a new day for humanity has come the authentic light of life that illuminates everyone was about to dawn in the world okay that's john uh 1 9 uh, uh, this day, uh, this is not part of the Bible, this is explanation, okay? This day would begin our calendar and record the fact that human history would forever be divided into before and after Messiah, before and after Christ. The incarnation would make the image of God visible in human form. In him was the blueprint, now listen to this, in him was the blueprint of our lives. There is more than enough light to displace, to displace uh, the darkness in every human life, in every area of your life. Now, now listen, mm, I keep saying listen to this. There is more than enough light to bring forth whatever wisdom you need, whatever knowledge you need, <clears throat> whatever you need to understand doesn't matter why is that because that light is the light of God that lives on the inside of you if you're born again if you're born from above then the spirit of God from above lives in you and he is the light and he is the life he says this he says he's in you to lead you to guide you into what? Now listen to this. Into all truth. <laughs> all truth. That means if you have truth about an area in your life that you were wondering about, darkness ain't there no more. <laughs> he is the true light that enlightens everyone that will follow it. But you see, here comes the problem. We want to live a God life with an earth mind. Can't happen. See, you say, he tells us to do something. He opens up something for us. And what happens is this. We don't see it that way. So therefore, we say it doesn't make sense. We want God hmm, to come into the darkness and we want his light to go out so that darkness can be the answer that's what happens in politics that's what happens in religion he says i have come with a new religion i have come with new politics in other words thy kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven and as pastor lanzine would say thy kingdom manifest on earth as it is manifested in heaven 
understand this. Heaven is a real place. And things are manifested. Things can be seen in heaven. It is not just all these little uh, 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 smoke bombs running around. It is not that. Things are manifested in heaven. So thy kingdom come. Thy will be done. Thy will manifest in earth as it is manifesting already in heaven. Because there is nothing but light. They know light bulbs there. There's no electricity there, except all electricity is there. Everything is lit by God. I bet when he smiles, uh, there he is, he's smiling. All kinds of stuff come up. I mean, you know, it's like light shining out of his teeth if he has teeth. Light shining out of his hair if he has hair. Light shining out. Light is just light. Everything, all heaven is lit by him. Uh, Colossians 1, uh, 1.15 and 2 9 and uh 2 9 and 10 second corinthians 4 uh and 6 those are the scriptures that I'm, that 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 uh represent this although uh verse 10 although no one took any notice of him he was no stranger to the world he always was there and uh and is himself the author of all things God has always been, always been in the earth. Always. Always. You read about, you read in the book of Bereshit, you read Genesis. God is there. He wasn't, was there. He, he is there. God is, God is, God is, God is. Not that he was, but God is the Alep and Tav. He is the Aleph and Tav all in one time, all in one scene. He made this earth. He made all of these things for us for a certain time for us to be in it. And if we will allow his light, if we will allow the light of almighty God to shine in our lives, then all of these questions, he's beginning to shine in my life. I mean, you know, I look at something, I'll look at a bank account. Or I'll look at my body or I'll look at something that's going on and I'm saying, oh, no, 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 no. God, what you got to say about this? See, this is where I have to go. This is what I'm starting to do. I'm not perfect in it yet, but baby, I guarantee you something. My mouth does not open uh, uh, and, and speak things that are unnecessary. I called um, my doctor. Well, I didn't call my doctor's office. I sent, uh, sent him a text and letting him know that I needed an appointment because I wanted my ears washed out. And I ain't going to be playing with my ears. Um, you know, sticking something down there and whatever it is. I, I wanted them uh, uh, irrigated. And so his nurse called me back. And she says, oh, Dr. Baker, you know, it is just so great to talk to you. I love talking to you. And I asked the doctor how you were. And I, wanted, I, I, I was so glad when he said that you were going to make it. Yeah, I'm so glad that you're still alive. I am so glad. I've only met this woman twice. I've only met her twice. And she says, "What? Uh, you know, I let her know that when I was in the hospital, the only one that I looked to was him. That that was, I paid no attention to anything and whatever it is. She says, what happened is it proved that your God was stronger than the God that was trying to take you out. And I said, you got, you got it. <laughs> here's this, here's this nurse telling me this. Your God was stronger. Your God showed up. Your God showed out. This is what it is she was telling me today about my God. The light of that. 
she loves, she says, when, you know, she's letting me know when you come in the office and I've only been in there twice. Okay. When you come in the office, it just lights up. Everything just lights up. And I'm thinking, golly, my teeth are really bright. You know, I'm, I'm just, just saying that to myself. But the thing is, is this, it's the light of him because I'm not, a, I don't go in talking about Jesus. I don't go in trying to, uh, uh, trying to get nobody saved. I go in and I do whatever it is. And uh, they may ask me a question. I said, no, I'm not doing that. Well, why won't you do that? Because uh, the God I serve, it, that, that, that's not the way he's rolling today. That is not the way he's rolling. And I'm not going to roll another way. And, and, and it's like, oh, okay, 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 okay. No, I, uh, nope, um, no, I don't want this because God's going to, God's taking care of this. This is, this is cool. This is fine. But I don't go in there with any of those things. And the doctor that I had before, uh, Dr. Chaudhary, what he, and he doesn't mind me mentioning his, his name. Uh, any rate, um, uh, he would say, uh, Dr. Baker, this is what's going on. Uh, what are you and your God going to do? <laughs> you know, what are you and your God going to do? Uh, you know, all of this is fine. All of this is fine. This is just temporary. And I'd come back and the problem would be taken care of. He says, I don't know what y'all doing, but whatever you're doing is working. Just keep on doing what it is that you're doing. You see, it's show and tell. It's not going ahead talking all of this big talk and not allowing the light to be seen. Uh, okay, verse 11. It was not as though he arrived on a foreign planet. He came to his own, yet his own did not recognize him. And I believe that I submit unto you today that many times God comes to us and we don't recognize him. We don't recognize what he wants to do. Why? Because he's not coming in the form that we want him to come in. We're not, he's not coming the way that we want him to come. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and those who dwell in it. That's out of the RSV. The word uh, paralombano uh, comes from para, a preposition indicating close proximity, a thing proceeding from a sphere of influence with a suggestion of union, of place of residence, to have sprung from its author and giver, originating form, denoting the point from which an action originates, uh, intimates, connection, and lambano, to comprehend, to grasp, and to identify with. We are supposed to be identifying with him. We are supposed to be realizing this is who we proceeded from. This is the spear. This is the influence. This is the place. This is who it is that we are. As he is, so am I. I mean, when are we going to walk in this? I'm beginning to walk in this. I'm beginning to see it. I'm beginning to <coughs> recognize <coughs> That it is no longer I that live, but it's him that lives in me. And the life I live, I live now by the Son of God who gave his life for me so that I could give my life to him and walk as him in the earth. So that I could imitate him, so that I could walk as him, so that I could perform as him, so that I could do what he does. So that when people see me, 
they see him. If I be lifted up, if I be lifted up, if I be lifted up, this is what he's saying, then I will draw all people into myself. I can do this. I'll do the drawing, but let the people see the light. Let the people see who I am. They don't need to see you. No matter how pretty you are, no matter how big your behind is or how little it is or how whatever it is, your face, oh, I'm so great, I'm so all of this. You don't even have to go there or I'm nothing. I am just nothing. I am nothing. Don't go there either. Because what you're doing is you're telling God he's nothing. If he be in you, and you tell yourself you're a believer. <laughs> a believer in what? You're telling yourself you, you belong to him. And if you belong to him, you think right about who you are, what you are, what you, where you are, and what it is that you do. Everyone who realizes, verse 12, everyone who realizes their association in him, convinced that he is their original life. My God. God the original. God the original transformer. God the original, uh, the original superhero, God the original, oh yeah, God the original, he is the original life, and that his name defines him, defines them, God gives the assurance that they are indeed his offspring, I am his offspring, begotten of him, he sanctions the legitimacy of my sonship, I am the son of God, I am his son. I am his son. I, well, you're a woman. You're a dog. There is no gender. There's neither male, female, slave, free, black, white, orange, any of those things. Forget about all that. There's one race of people, which is the human race, and we're him, different ethnicities and all of those things. But get that word race out of your mouth. There is only one race, and that's the human race. Otherwise, you're saying, I don't belong to God. I'm of the animal race or I'm of a plant race or whatever kind of race it is. But there is only one. Why? Because when you believe in creation, you believe that everyone was made of one blood. And that's what it is that he says, we're getting rid of these dividers because that's kingdom talk. You talk about you're a kingdom citizen. Yeah, but they discriminate me against me because I'm this and this happens and this happens. You don't know who you are. You're, you're doubting your legitimacy. You're saying that you're a bastard. That word's not a bad word. That word is just a true word. That's what you're saying. You're saying, I don't belong to anybody. I don't belong to him. I'm not born of him. Uh, if, if you are begotten of him, he sanctions the, the, uh, the, the, the legitimacy of your sonship. The word often translated uh, to, uh, lambano means to take in hand, to comprehend, to grasp, to identify with. You better take that in hand. You better identify. You need. You can identify with him. You can know. You can know. This is who I belong to. I belong to him. Even before I belong to Ellen and Ben Carter, I belong to God. Even before Lanzine belonged to me, uh, uh, and and Billy. Uh, uh, she belonged to God. Why? Because he says in Psalms 24, 1, that the earth is his and everything and everybody in it. Whether they serve him or not, they belong to him. And so he provided for them. Now, if they don't take it, if they don't accept it, if they don't take it, then they take and they choose. They say, I divorce you. 
and they go and they go to another daddy. They go and continue to serve that. He says, but I've made it so that all you have to do is call upon me and, and, and let me be Lord of your life. Lord and then Savior. Lord and Savior. He is the master. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. He's the master craftsman. He's the master everything. Okay. Uh, he says this. Uh, 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 those, uh, there are those who do not identify with their true origin uh, revealed in him. And like the many Pharisees, they behave like children of a foreign father. The father of lies, John 8, 44. And the father of lies will tell you, you don't belong to him. He don't love you. He don't know. He don't know you. You don't have a right because you did this. Forget about what you did. Everybody, if I told you everything I did, they'd say, I wonder how you could talk about how you're saved. Very easy because I identify with the one that came and got me. I identify with the one that I made in his image and after his likeness. Neither God's legitimate fatherhood or man could, uh, mankind nor his ownership is in question. Mankind's indifference to their true origin is the problem. That's the big problem. You don't recognize who you are. When you recognize that you have a right to become a son of God, that you have a right to take your identity, that here it is, he has provided, there is a place in him that's only for you. But you are the one that has to say, I'm taking my place. I know who I belong to. And I will not think any other way, no matter what it is that I go through. No matter how many things that the adversary, that that other God, that that uh, uh, false God, that that lying God, that he wants to throw at me. No, I know who I belong to. I don't care what happens. I don't care how people treat me or how they don't treat me. They can look at me and they can think that uh, uh, I'm totally invisible. I was watching some program and the little girl said something like, <coughs> that uh, the guy was talking to her or something and she says, I'm invisible. I'm invisible to them. I'm invisible to, uh, that's not my dad. I'm invisible to him. And the guy, it was a, a miracle garden or something like that that I was watching. And he, he had this, uh, this stick called a blessing stick that this woman used to use. And she blessed these people when they tried to break in her house uh, with, this, <laughs> with this bat handle. And, and he says, I dub you as visible. See? And so when, what you may have to do is to dub yourself as visible. Visible to God. Because his light shines in and for you. I still have a few more minutes and I'm going to take them. This is what the gospel addresses with utmost clarity in the person of Jesus Christ. Jesus has come to introduce mankind to themselves again. Jesus came to introduce mankind to themselves again. Humanity has forgotten what manner of person they are by design by what it is and who it is that he designed you to be. He says, I designed you to be in my image and after my likeness. And then you can have dominion over yourself and you can have dominion and rule the things around you. Not other people, but the things around you. That's the, the way a government runs. That's the way a, a religion runs. Because religion is nothing more than a government. Religion is the world's way of thinking. 
That's why Romans 12 tells us not to be conformed to this world, but to be transformed by the renewing of your mind, because that's a religious nature, because it tells you what you can do, when you can do it, how you can do it, where you can do it, don't do it. Uh, it gives you all the, the do's and the don'ts. And you say, well, that's the way the church is. That's the way the world church is, yes. And that's the way some organizations are, yes. But that's not the way God is. He says, I give you free choice. Here's here, here, you can choose to bless, you can choose to be blessed. You can choose to live, or you can choose to die. Death and life is in the power of your own tongue. So, uh, and you will eat the fruit of it. You can pretend, you can do all that religious talk, you can do all of those things, you know, hallelujah, glory to God, whatever, whatever it is, dabba dabba do's, all of those, okay? But if you don't allow it to work in you, and you know, it's really interesting when God gave us the name of the church, name of the ministry first, more than enough, my Lord, we had less than enough in the natural, but he gave us the name more than enough and he's proven it to be. He gave us the name... Uh, he gave us the name Astounding Love. And what happens is this. Anybody that comes in that decides to be a part of this, they're going to be tested. 99% uh, of them probably fail. Why is that? Because they don't want to be tested. They don't want the love proven. Anything that's real got to be proven. Okay? Uh, me as an apostle, I realize this for my life to be laid down so that others can be raised up. So I lay down, and then he gives me the strength to be able to raise up, and then those that are standing on me, they get raised up higher. Hallelujah. And it's an honor and a privilege. And sometimes it, it hurts sometimes. Because sometimes they be standing on my back with with with, with spikes, and they, 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 they <laughs> but it's like, okay, okay, okay. I can't talk to them right now, but... You know, I'm, I'm still going to walk in this place. I'm going to walk in this place because it is astounding. It's the love of God in me. Jesus has come, as I said, to introduce mankind to themselves again because humanity has forgotten who they are and who they were designed by and what they were designed for. James 1, 24, Deuteronomy 32, 18, and Psalms 22:27. We are to generate. To become we are to walk in the fullness we are to um, realize who it is that he is and what it is that we are to do we're to realize that we have been designed we have been uh, commissioned he has given us his exousia he has given us his power he has, that that word exousia is often translated as power but what it means is this it also means the power to become, the power to become, the power to become, the power to become the children of God, the power to become powerful, the power to become forgiving, the power to become. You understand? It's not just the power to go out there and do something. It's power to forgive. The exousia, he has given you the power to forgive. He has given you the power to love. He has given you the power uh, to, to, to rescue. He has given you the power for all of these things. And, you know, he has given you the right to become that technon, that, that, that offspring, that child. And then you grow into 
what it is that he truly has for you. I'm going to end with this last scripture, uh, 13. Wow, there's so much in this. Hmm. Okay. Uh, they're the ones who, <clears throat> these are the ones who discover their genesis in God. Beyond their natural conception, it's not about our blood lineage <clears throat> or whether we were wanted or unwanted children. It don't matter. Well, my parents weren't married. I, I was I was born this way. Well, you know, that's half the world. Uh, whatever it is, God said, I want you in this earth. So, you know, whatever it is, however it is that you got here, it's all good. Or whether uh, we were wanted or unwanted children, this is about God and his begottenness. We are his dream come true. And not the invention or the, the 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 drive or the or the hotness of our parents. It ain't got nothing to do with that. We are God's invention. We are God's desire. We are God's uh, 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 pleasure. This is who it is. We are God's picture. You are indeed the greatest idea. God had this great idea. And he said, let us make man. And let us make man in our image. Let us make mankind in our image. And then let them act like us. My God, my God, my God. He said, this is the fun. And that was in, look at Jeremiah 1, 15 and 29, 11 and John 3, 2 through 7. Suddenly the invisible internal word takes on visible form, the incarnation uh, the incarnation on display in a flesh and blood person as in a mirror in him and now conf uh, uh, confirmed in us the most accurate, tangible display of God's in eternal thoughts find their expression in human life. That's me and you. Woo! Uh, the word became a human being and we are his address. He lives. He resides in us. He captivates our gaze. The glory we see there is not a religious replica. He is the authentic begotten son. The glory that uh, we lost in Adam returned in the fullness of Christ Jesus. Only grace can communicate this truth in such a complete context. In him, we discover who we are. So, woo, woo, this holiday weekend, I mean, this holiday week is we're coming up on it. Don't let anybody darken your, 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 your surroundings. Let the light of God just shine. Let the light of God just glorify everything because when his light shines and the only way that you can do that is to really know who you are. You were wanted by God. You were made like God. You're in his image and after his likeness. So you are, I mean, you're, 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 you're wonderfully made. You're, you're beautifully made. You were made for a purpose and that purpose he will reveal in you because remember the light lives on the inside of you. And he says, I will lead you and guide you into all truth. Well, my time is about up. And uh, on the screen, you should see the information. So if you want to give tithes, offerings, or if you want to give a gift of love or help us to do what it is that we're doing, uh, you can uh, go to uh, www.mtinc.org. If you have a prayer request or if you need to pray with someone, call us on the phone. 
408-945-4439 or go to our website, leave a message and someone will get back to you. I really appreciate the fact that, you know, this is one of the reasons that I guess I belong to, I'm on the um, senior council, not because I'm old either, uh, the senior council of love and unity. And um, I actually uh, uh, grew in love with it because it was talking about the love of God and the unity uh, of the faith of people coming together. And we have a conference uh, at uh, Apostle Cal's Church, um, uh, Golden Altars, on the 3rd, which is my birthday, 3rd of December, 3rd and 4th uh, of December. And uh, that information is also on our website. And again, I thank you for allowing me to come into your homes and into your life. And I pray, I really pray that uh, what I've brought forth today, what God has brought forth today through me, will help to change your life. So that the kingdom of God, his will, will manifest in your life. And you will be a manifester of the goodness of God. You will be a manifester of the will of God in the earth. Because that's what you were made for. Bye-bye. I'll see you next week.